Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we are continuing in our series today about the nine habits that lead to divorce. And it is an episode that you definitely want to listen to till the very end. We give all kinds of advice on how to stop scorekeeping. So if that's something that, you know, you think that you might struggle with, or even if you don't think you do, you might want to listen because we give a lot of uh, advice on how to know if this is a current struggle. You definitely want to listen all the way through. But before we do that, I want to share a recent review with you. And this is from Mama Wife H. And uh, she gave us five stars. So thank you so much and says, I appreciate all the knowledge you both give. It is mind-blowingly helpful. And thank you so much for leaving that review. And if you have not left a review yet and you love this podcast, please do that. It helps us so much. Yeah. And it helps other people discover the podcast. It's one of the best ways that you can help other people discover it. So if it's been meaningful to you, uh, share that review and it lets other people know about it. But we've really enjoyed this series we're in on the nine habits and hope that it's it's helping you and your spouse talk through maybe undoing some unhealthy habits and restarting some healthy ones because our habits are what ultimately define our marriage. And right. so we want to help you develop the healthiest habits possible. So let's dive into today's conversation. we are continuing on in our series about the nine habits that lead to divorce. And today's is a big one, and that is scorekeeping. And, you know, maybe, you know, you are actually listening to this or watching this because to you, scorekeeping is good because you are naturally a competitive person. Because I think that, you know, and I'm smiling because I think we have, we're we're competitive about certain things, you know, but I've met couples where like the thing that drew them together was that spirit of, of competition between them. And when they were dating, it was like so sweet and cute and they loved it and they like played sports together and everything was like competition. But then when they got married, <laughs> it, it kind of became the bane of their existence because they were constantly one-upping each other or keeping score about everything. And it just becomes maddening after a while. And so, uh, you know, we want to talk about really if there is any place for scorekeeping in marriage and uh, how we can turn things around. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great topic. Um, I would say scorekeeping, it, we're listing it here as a, as a habit that leads to divorce. So, right. I mean, we're, we're tipping our cards, so to speak, right from the beginning to say we feel like this is an unhealthy practice negative. most of the time. But, but yes. let's define what we mean by scorekeeping first, because there might be some context where sure, yeah. some aspect of scorekeeping could be good. But when we say scorekeeping, we mean that like you're keeping this usually invisible scorecard uh, where you're always winning and your spouse is always losing. 
mm-hmm. and where y- you keep track of all the negative they're doing, yes. not the positive they've done, but the negative in particular, and that gets brought up again in co- in conversations as ammunition and arguments or as justification you use to do your own thing. Well, you did this, so I'm going to do this. Right. And that can be really, really unhealthy. Uh, another aspect of this episode is that since it's part five of a nine-part series, we're like literally at halftime. And so using another sports reference, in addition to scorekeeping, in, in most sports like basketball, football, there's a period called halftime where you go back into the locker room, you talk about what went right, what went wrong in the first half, and you together with your team make a unified game plan for what's going to happen next. And I think these moments are not only helpful for sports teams, but they can be really helpful in marriage too, to kind of call a timeout, get away. And you you don't have to be physically at the halfway point of your life or anything, but to just say, let's kind of call a break here. Let's talk about what's going right. What's some things that we might want to improve in our game plan? And what are some things we can do differently and better? And some of the good things we want to keep doing in this next season together. Right. And so- Make that a rhythm and a priority. That's why we have resources like the Vision Retreat um, in the Exo Marriage Store, where you can get away and have videos that we made or the guidebook that Jimmy Evans and Karen Evans created to just have those kinds of conversations. So that's kind of just a little side note, but I do think every couple can benefit from those kinds of conversations. But coming specifically back to the scorekeeping thing, you know, pull back and say, have there ever been, if there, how about this, if there is a, a scoreboard in our marriage, what are those things that we're that we're tracking, all right, and that we're keeping score of that are maybe in a negative way? I think if there's going to be a positive aspect of scorekeeping, it would be keeping track of the good, mm-hmm. keeping track, celebrating the good. My spouse did this well, or hey, this is, you know, this is X number of days we've gone in a row um, being intentional about having an uninterrupted conversation together or saying a prayer together or celebrating some good streak. Those are good things to celebrate. But what are some of the negative? Oh, goodness. I think that, you know, if if we're we're tracking things, I think that, you know, one thing I want to make very clear is what Dave is describing as far as like having a huddle, so to speak, at that halftime and keeping score of some things is that you're scoring your marriage. You're not scoring your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where the problems happen is when you're like, well, you know, I mean, we have to be able to to say if something's not working, but when you're constantly like pointing out, you know, you didn't listen to me again, you know, that is very deflating. And I think yeah. that when we constantly feel like our spouse, uh, that they're, that they are keeping our score of something and that we're never meeting the mark, we just feel like, well, why even try? Like, that's what we see spouses doing. But I do think, you know, as a, as a couple, we need to say, you know, well, have we, you know, when's the last time we went on a date night or when's the last time that we actually worked on our marriage and joined a marriage Bible study or went to an XO marriage conference or, you know, did what you're talking about with the vision retreat. I think we do need to talk about those things. Uh, you know, maybe it's technology. If you listen to earlier episodes within this series, we talked all about, you know, our online behavior. Maybe that is something where you feel like the phone is ruling your house and, you know, you can't remember the last time you guys had a conversation without a phone being right there and, and kind of half-hearted listening. I think those are things we need to, to pay attention to. But what I think we really have to be careful of is getting caught in kind of this trap where it's just a tit for tat, okay? And for some of you listening, maybe that's not a phrase you say. I've, I've heard this many times, but it, it's just kind of like, well, I did this and you didn't do that. Like it's a constant 
yeah. comparison and competition between you of who's the better spouse, who's the better parent, who's the harder worker. I mean, I how many spouses oh, fight man, about that? That is such like, a trap. Like when your spouse comes home from work after a long day and they're like putting their feet up and like, man, it was such a long day. Like I just, I need to sit for a minute. And instead of being like, oh, you know, really what happened? Like what, you know, I'm sorry you had a long day. Tell me more about it. We see spouses like, well, you think you had a long day. I'm I'm working just as hard. My feet aren't up in there. Yeah. I'm still having to cook dinner or I'm still having to do this, you know, and not to mention run the kids to, you know, basketball. We we tend to over inflate what we're doing is is the hardest. And then we tend to minimize whatever our spouse is doing because that's what scorekeeping skews our perspective. We don't see- It's always in our favor. It's always in our favor. So we're always winning and our spouse is always losing. And that dynamic is, of course, that's going to poison a marriage. Right. And your spouse is going to think, you only notice the negative things that I do. You never thank me for the things I'm doing right or, or- encourage me or celebrate the things I'm doing well. It's like you you just want to minimize the good and inflate the bad. It's it's kind of like, you know, if there's like a some some I see this with politics all the time in our mm-hmm. world. You know, if somebody locks in on a politician or a political party they don't like, then there's nothing that they can do right. Nothing. There's yeah. everything that, that they do wrong you want to amplify. Mm-hmm. Everything they do right you want to minimize or just ignore. And my goodness. I mean, that's toxic even in politics, but how much more so in marriage when you're treating your spouse that way? I want to minimize what you're doing right. I want to I want to focus on what you're doing wrong to make myself look better, to give myself more leverage or whatever it might be. Right. And of course, that that's going to be a habit that leads to divorce. That's why it's listed here. Um, and so you got to reframe the whole conversation. And you might think, well, but my spouse did do something wrong. And I, right. and I need to bring that up to remind them of it. But listen, they know that they had done that wrong, and I'm sure you dealt with it initially when it happened, but to keep bringing it up is wrong. That's not just our opinion. I mean, the Bible speaks of this. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, to overlook an offense promotes peace, but dwelling on the matter separates close friends. And if it separates close friends, I'd say, how much more will it separate the best of friends, which are husband and wife? So right there, that one little verse is such such a tool to live by. Like, I'm going to choose to overlook this offense. That doesn't mean that you're giving your your spouse or yourself a free pass to, to continually make unhealthy decisions or hurtful decisions. It just means that once a matter has been initially dealt with, and you've talked about it and offered forgiveness and and all of that, that you move on. Yeah. And you don't bring it up months or years later, like, well, right. I've never let go of this and you still owe me for that because that's going to cause separation. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. 
and it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's Hillsdale dot E-D-U slash naked. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it, get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. It will. And so, you know, how do we turn this around? Like maybe you're caught in this dynamic and you feel like you're, you know, maybe you just have this tunnel vision for the negative and you might be, you know, listening to us or watching us and thinking, but I'm telling you right now, Dave and Ashley, I hear what you're saying, but we're just in a really negative season where neither one of us feels like the other's doing the right thing. Yeah, You know, we're just not on the same page and it's like this itchy sweater season that we just want to get out of. And we don't even know if we're going to make it out of this. I mean, like maybe that's where you are. I would say, you know, right then and there, sit down together. And instead of pointing out what your spouse is doing wrong, go humbly to your spouse and say, listen, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry just for whatever role I've played in bringing more stress to your life and this, this awkwardness we feel. And number two, say, is there anything that I am doing or not doing? that is is causing more separation in our lives. And, you know, maybe it's it could have something to do with them not feeling like you're pulling your weight. I mean, you could just flat out ask them. I mean, we've, we've had this conversation sure, before. Like, yeah. in this season, do you feel like I'm pulling my weight? And just give them the ability to speak into that and really hear what they have to say and open up that conversation. And then what you'll see is then they can also ask you the same questions. And you guys can really talk about it. And if you feel like you're still not able to have a civil conversation. But about that, like if you're going to have those kind of conversations, don't let that be an opportunity to just pull out the cannons and start firing at each other. You've got to, you've got to, even if you're going to speak a difficult truth, the Bible says, speak the truth in In love. love. Yes. And if if love isn't leading your tone, if, if tenderness and kindness and a desire for unity in your marriage aren't what's leading you, then take a step back. Because if we're ever saying anything in an attempt to wound mm-hmm. or manipulate, then um, then even if what we say is factually true, because our motives aren't right, it's going to be damaging. It will. That's such a good point to make, sweetie. And I would even say too, if you're at that place, and you know, no matter how you guys try to do it, it's just a fight. You need to reach out for help. It's really important that you do it sooner rather than later. You guys have heard us on the podcast talk about our EXO marriage mediators. They are amazing and they are trained to work with couples who are in this kind of dynamic. And they are trained to help you really get down to what the real issues are. Because I think sometimes 
we, we're, we're playing this, you know, tit for tat game or scorekeeping and we're missing it completely. Like we're not even really getting down to the root issues here, the real hurt that is there. And what these uh, marriage mediators are trained to do is to help you discover that and then to really talk about it in a civil way. And so if you need help, go to exomarriage.com slash help, and you can talk to the marriage mediators um, via, via Zoom. And if you're in the DFW Texas area, you can actually meet them in person. But I, I think that they could be a great resource for you because bottom line is it's really, when you're in the habit of scorekeeping, it can be really hard to break that. It can be really hard. And that's why you see this lead to divorce a lot of times because by, you know, you've been doing it so long, you're the champion, you know what I'm saying? Like you're ready and you feel like, well, I've, I've got every reason to leave and I'm leaving, you know, and I'm never looking back. And, and it's just, it's just really tragic. And we want to save you from that. We want, we want to give you the tools to help you all turn this around. And it's not easy, but just because something isn't easy doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. You know, all of these, these nine uh, habits that lead to divorce are really hard dynamics. And they didn't just happen overnight. They happened over a long period of time, usually. And so because you're in the habit, I mean, that's why they're a habit. You've been doing this for so long. It is going to take a great effort to turn it around, but it is totally possible. And just remember, nothing's impossible with God. You know, he, he can, he can make the hardest of hearts soft again. He can take crazy chaotic situations and bring peace to them and perspective to them. And so we just want to give you hope, but you do have to recognize the role that you yourself are playing in this and stop just seeing what your spouse is doing because odds are there's something that you can change in what you're doing to help the situation. Yeah, so good. And look for the things to praise. Yes. You yes. know, that's, that's, and we talk about this a lot, um, but I think we need to be reminded of this a lot, that that praised behavior is repeated behavior mm-hmm. most of the time, whether it's to a child or to an adult, like all of us at every age, we like being encouraged. Mm-hmm. We like somebody noticing our effort and saying, thank you for that. Or, wow, you did a great job with that. Right. And that means the world to me, even now, like if I do something and, and Ashley, and she does this a lot, she's great about this, but, you know, just thanks me for it or, or it says, wow, you did a great job with that. Or I really appreciate that. Or, oh, you were so good at that. And whatever it is, it could be something small and it makes me want to keep doing it. It's, it's encouraging. Um, but if I feel like I'm letting her down, like, which she doesn't ever make me feel like I'm letting her down. She's so good about building me up. But there were seasons, right? There were seasons in marriage where it was so clear that, that I was letting her down. And I just felt like I was a failure and I felt so frustrated. And at first it might initially in the short term make you want to try harder in certain areas. But then pretty quickly, once you realize I'm not getting this right, human nature is we just want to pull away. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I'm, I'm clearly not going to be able to be good at this. So I guess I'll just just go do something else. Yeah, and where I feel like I'm winning. Where I feel like I'm winning. Yeah. I'll just try harder at work or I'll try harder at this. And then mm-hmm. next thing we know, we're, we're creating division. Right. It's so true. You know, the bottom line, guys, is we don't have to let just the fact that we have any of these negative habits in place, we don't, we don't have to look at that as an excuse to get divorced or a reason to get divorced. You know what I'm saying? Like we can, with God's help, turn these things around, but it will take effort. And so if you are scorekeeping, if, you know, even if as you were listening to this or watching this, you thought, well, I am doing a lot more than my spouse. And maybe Uh, you are, like maybe you really are. I don't know. I'm I'm working all the time and they're lazy. And we even have articles, like you can look up an article we did at exomarriage.com on like how to deal with a lazy spouse. And yes, there are circumstances sure. where one spouse is just in a lazy season. In a lazy season. Yeah. And maybe 
you know, to have compassion, there there's medical or psychological reasons for that. They could be in a depression. They could they could be in a place where they actually need your help instead of your condemnation. Right. But um, but there probably are situations where one spouse is just plain being lazy, mm-hmm. and you know they can't really blame some other external factor. And we have we have an article we deal specifically with that, and you know it might take some mediation or intervention, sure, um, to work through. But overall, ninety nine percent of the time what marriages need when they feel like, you know, well, I'm doing more than my spouse or whatever, is to reframe your thinking, yep. point out what they're doing well, um, keep doing your part out of love because marriage isn't 50-50, it's 100-100, right? So if, if 50-50 means I'm going to do exactly half and expect my spouse to do exactly half of everything, but there's no way to even measure that. And you're always going to feel like you're doing more than than your share because we don't see everything. But if you say my marriage is 100-100, which means I'm going to give 100% of myself mm-hmm. and 100% of my effort out of love, out of commitment, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not my spouse is is doing as much. But what tends to happen when you're giving your best, your spouse is going to want to give their best too most right. of the time. It's so true. And I, I think too, just just one more note about the encouragement. When you do praise that good behavior, even if it's kind of in that season where maybe you would like them to do a little more, just the fact that they see you noticing the good things, that is motivating. That is motivating. And so it's good for us. It's a healthy practice to just find even the smallest thing that we can commend in our spouse because then they realize, oh my goodness, well, they they don't only see the negative. They do see the good. They do. They are for me and not against me. And I think it's really important that we do reframe in that way and uh, and try to just change the the temperature, so to speak, in our home. Because I, I do think when you're accustomed to scorekeeping, there's just kind of a negativity that is just around the home. And odds are, and I want to say this, and then we're probably going to have to close, odds are if you and your spouse are scorekeeping each other and you're slinging some negative things, your kids are watching that. Oh, yeah. And then your kids, they're going to scorekeep with their friends, with their future mates. And and I know you don't want that, you guys. None of us really want these negative habits. We don't want this. It usually is little by little that we fall into this and then we lose track and we don't even realize we're there. But don't, you know, don't let it become the norm in your house. Let today be the day where you stop doing this and you guys sit down and have those those hard conversations or maybe reach out to an exo mediator because it's not only you that's affected, it's it's your your kids too. So true and so good. Guys, I hope this was a meaningful conversation to you. Do us a favor, share this if you don't mind uh, on social media or, you know, text it to a friend if you've maybe talked to a friend and they've they've fallen into some of this dynamic. Um, by helping us spread the word, you guys are partnering with us to, to just help strengthen marriages everywhere. And we appreciate you so much. As always, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis, and you can go to xomarriage.com, which is our ministry's website for a full list of resources. We'll look forward to seeing you here in a couple days for our Hump Day Q&A, which is our midweek episode that is all about answering one of your questions. You can submit questions at nakedmarriagepodcast.com, and uh, maybe we'll answer your question on air. God bless, guys. We'll see you next time.